members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded coming up next on the other ground live stage prepare for an eargasm by passive J and big dalton well good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of other ground live i'm passive J. that's big dalton over there say hello ryan Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, July the 30th, and that means something to someone, somewhere. How you doing, Jay? Oh, not too bad, my friend. Uh, they started off crappy, stomach issues, but they have cleared up here in the later afternoon, so I'm a happy camper uh, with happy camper thoughts. Uh, how'd your day go? Uh, it was a day. I barely made it, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Hey, uh, glad you guys, uh, glad to have you guys here. Uh, let's see. I don't. Oh, there's my phone. All right, so I have topics and everything. Maybe only like one or two, but I, uh, at least I have a couple. Uh, what do you want to start with today? Well, we should probably start with the literally biggest news in the world right now. Mm. Even though it is the worst news in the world right now. The second quarter GDP for the United States has plunged by a worst ever 32.9%. Yeah, that's obviously a bad thing. I don't pay attention to those sort of things. You know, those, those, those seem like big things to me and I'm, I'm, I'm a small person in the, in the grand scale of things. Uh, but certainly that's not a good thing at all. Um, tell me more, Ryan. Why is that bad? Why is that bad? That is an indicator of the economy, Jay. Right, so that means what... that COVID has sunk the economy worse than the Great Recession during the housing bubble and even the Great Depression when people were fucking living in tents. This is the worst downturn to the economy in the history of this country. Well, goddamn, that obviously sucks. Uh, and it makes you wonder what would have happened if they didn't do anything to stop the COVID. Um, and what would happen if they would have went like even more restrictions like some some people wanted? It's a scary thing just the way it sits right now. Uh, uh, I don't I'm not really around a lot of other people besides the country club. So and it's all warriors there. So I assume it's got to be, you know, freaking people out across the country. This will tell you just how bad it is. The Alphabet Company, which is Google. Reported the first revenue decline in their entire history from this. Oh, Jesus. Google? Yeah, literally even Google has felt this and has seen a revenue decline. I just... And they've uh, never had that. They have increased in revenue since the day that they were incorporated. Hmm. I wonder... I realize they have a, a lot of different things going on, but I wonder how Google actually makes their money in general what their big thing is because you know google obviously you don't give money i assume it's just all the advertising stuff right well i mean there's all the advertising there's all the the different services they have all the things that they own like you know just think of the revenue that youtube brings in with all the uh with all the advertising there yeah yeah enough that they can make uh, some youtube uh, people very very rich it always surprised me at how much uh, the top end people made there. I mean, like everything else, there's a scale to it. 99.9% of people on YouTube don't make shit from it. And then there's a, a couple few that make really good money from it. Well, just think of it. When you have the number one multimedia site on the internet, the number one search engine on the internet, the number one email platform on the internet, you're doing pretty well. See, that's why I don't understand why, how they could be losing money. If anything, you think this entire COVID thing would be a boon to them because all the people quarantined and can't do anything. Uh, the usage of all their uh, stuff has to have been up tremendously. Yeah, but the entire economy just fell off a cliff worse than the Great Depression. So once again, I, I, uh, it comes back to my point was if the advertising where they must make most of their money because that's the only thing that they could lose money off of. Uh, so the people, because of the economy going the way it is, people aren't able to advertise with them like they want to. Yeah, there's, well, that, I mean, where they actually provide, you know, actual services, like obviously that stuff's declining as well. But yeah, just right. when even Google is feeling it, you know that we are in a pretty fucked up place. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. It's scary times. Um, 
for me, I, one of the things I always told people, they're like, oh, your job sucks. You got to work weekends. You got to work holidays. I'm like, yeah, but there's something to be said about job security. I go, there, there is no way possible that unless I fuck it up, I could lose my job. Uh, he goes, I go, you know, sort of short of a nuclear war, that country club is always going to be there. It's not new money. It's old money. You know, so you, the only way that it could be gone is over the course of like 80 or 90 or 100 years or some shit like that is all the money eventually moved out of it. And I'll be gone way before that. I never thought something like a pandemic or a fucking, you know, a really bad cold would <laughs> cause me to possibly lose my job just because and it's not because I'm fired, but just because there's no work. That's a crazy fucking thing, dude. Yeah, the world is crazy, yo. Yo, yeah. And, that, and that's the funny thing is the COVID is just one thing out there. There's so much crazy, nutty ass shit going on today. Um, it's not awesome for peace loving people like Jay. Well, speaking of COVID, did you hear that uh, Herman Cain died? Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a lot on that uh, today. Uh, the general consensus is uh, he got sick uh, at, from COVID at a Trump rally and then uh, died, is from what I understand. I don't know who knows where he actually got it, but that's what the common belief is going around right now. Well, yeah, I think it's just the optics that he was at that Trump rally that they know had, in, had caused a, a spike in cases in the Tulsa area. Right, and like he was any there without a mask, you know, going around talking about how you know masks are bullshit. Oh well, and of course, then he comes down with COVID and dies from it. And yeah. it may be happening again. So there is, uh, what's what's his name? There's a representative from Texas, and I just I can't think of his name right now. Um, but he now also has COVID, and he's an old guy, so who knows how he's going to to cope with it. Hopefully he recovers. He came out and he thought that the fact that, you know, he was there in Congress and he was having to wear a mask so much. That's the reason he's got sex sick. Oh yeah. 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 The COVID gave the mask gave him COVID is uh, what the theory is, I suppose. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Louis Gomert, I think is the name. <laughs> well, I don't follow politics, so I don't know who that is, but that is a silly thing to think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's just, and of course, uh, he, he does state, you know, and, and of course, he's going to give this all the credit if he somehow does ride this thing out. He's going to take the hydroxychloroquine because, oh. you know, Trump said that was a miracle drug. And so did that newest doctor that he seemed to be very fond of that also believes in, you know, demon semen causing things like ovarian cysts. Uh. Well, it would, uh, obviously. You shouldn't have sex with a demon. That's a really bad idea. Um, I mean, it's, or I'm assuming you could find one. Uh, yeah, I saw something about that. Doesn't anybody do any research for Trump, or doesn't he do any research himself? Because obviously he wouldn't believe that kind of shit. And it, uh, But no one took the two minutes to go past what this lady said that he agreed with to see what else she might have happened to have said. Because obviously that's what that is. People try to make it look like, oh, Trump believes in demon semen. I'm like, no, he just didn't do his research. Um, but someone well, should yeah. have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Somebody should have. The problem is, is, is Trump is an egomaniac. And I'm not saying that to say Trump is a, a horrible person. Like he is verifiably an egomaniac. And those type of people don't exactly ever admit they were wrong. So when he jumped on that train very, very early, obviously now anything that supports his belief, he's just going to jump behind because that's kind of part of the whole egomaniac part. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. It seemed, yeah, it was, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, 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 demon semen. Oh, that was the wrong cup. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, it was very poorly thought out the least. Oh, God damn. Oh, demon semen. Grab the right cup this time. There you go. That's a little bit better. And challenge yourself. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about with rosemary and whatnot. So yeah, I, I, we oh. are definitely here. I see what you're saying. I just I don't get the reference. It's a movie reference to a horror movie. I don't think I've seen Rosemary's Baby. Uh, uh, I think uh, she had sex with the devil and her and it brought you know and then had like a demon baby or some shit like that. Ah, now the comments make much more sense. <laughs> but speaking yeah, of trump and absolutely idiotic ideas did you see today that he floated the idea of trying to postpone the election um once again doesn't the, doesn't anyone do research for this <coughs> oh my god there's something wrong with me 
Uh, doesn't anybody do research for this gentleman? And don't get me wrong. I, I'm not a, a fan, a Trump hater. I'm not a Trump, uh, Trump fan either. I, I think he's done some good things. I think he said some silly things. Uh, so I'm kind of on the fence about him over overall. Uh, but someone needs to get this guy a research department. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> That's not one well, of your presidential floating, powers. Somebody is floating this, uh, presidential directive 51 or something that was part of what was a part of the Patriot Act or something else that supposedly during a catastrophic event the president could postpone an election kind of the problem here though and this is like this is the thing that I don't think Democrats or Republicans have any interest in whatsoever even if he postponed the election come January 20th the president of the United States would defer to the speaker of the house, which is Nancy fucking Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. So obviously that's not the plan. Ultimately. Um, I don't think anybody wants Nancy Pelosi to be president. Holy shit. No, I think that's um, the one thing in politics we can just all agree on that, Like, no, that, that one can't happen. <laughs> that's crazy oh shit we're talking about politics god damn you know i don't don't normally do that shit but anyways uh what else you got today sir well you know i always talk uh you know an obscene amount of crap about all the crazy things that happen in uh michigan yes sir we had our one of our first florida man type uh instance here in connecticut Did oh you my hear about this one N no tell me more so there was a dispute about rent of this guy that was renting a room from apparently some famous bridge player named Victor mm. King. Oh, and, yeah, I know who Victor King is. He's an amazing bridge player. Go on. Well, he was an, an amazing bridge player. Uh-oh. <laughs> so there was a rental dispute about this room, and Victor King ended up calling the cops because this uh, this tenant named Jerry David Thompson... Uh, decided to threaten him with a samurai sword. Oh, no. And by the time the next day rolled around, there had been no real intervention by police or anything. They had just kind of taken the report. And no one had heard from him. Oh, no. So they went and checked on him, and he had been beheaded via samurai sword. Oh, who'd have seen it coming? Jesus Christ, dude. First off, don't name your kid with a, a first name for his middle name. You're just asking for him to be some sort of ser serial killer or maniac. You know, uh, that's a proven fact. You can look it up. Uh, other than that, Jesus Christ, man, I, that's why I would hate to have a tenant, you know, or like someone living in with me or anything like that. Uh, I got lucky when I bought this house that I uh, uh, had a roommate that I'd known for like 20 years. I was reasonably sure he wasn't going to cut my head off with a samurai sword. Um, fuck, dude, that's got to suck, man. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, what I uh, apparently being a top bridge player doesn't pay very well if you're uh, subletting a room of your home out. Yeah, oh, and you know what? And that actually brings me to a topic that I have. Wow, that's going to be a great segue because wow, just hold, listen to this, man. Uh, did you hear uh, last week in Michigan uh, that a professional poker player was uh, found burned to death in a park? Uh, did he uh, amass some gambling debt that he uh, couldn't pay back? Well, it was a she, uh, some uh, Chinese uh, Asian of some sort. Uh, um, ah, yes, about, the famous uh, Chinese Asian. <laughs> of, some, of some sort. I was going to say Chinese, and I was like, well, she might not be Chinese. She could be lots of different things. It's kind of racist to assume that she's Chinese. Right, so I, yeah, I, you I, should I, just call her Oriental. That's just bad, <laughs> right? uh, but She was about 33, year, 33 years old, and the reason I bring it up is because they said they, she had won at least $224,000 during her gambling career. And I thought, well, that's not very much, is it? No. So are they saying that, like, net, that's what she was up? Yeah, they said oh, that's well, all it said. Or she that was, was just that, her, like, tournament winnings. I couldn't speak on that. All, she, that, that all it said was that she uh, was a professional poker player that had won at least $224,000 during her career. So I assume that was probably just in the big events that she registered in that they keep track of. Right, so very well, she could be like negative $4 million, ended up borrowing money from the wrong people, and got burned alive. Uh, that's entirely possible. But my thought was like, God damn, how long has she been a professional poker player? I go, because if she's been a professional poker player for 10 years, that's $22,000 a year that she's making off of poker. I hope she's got a fucking second job. 
Well, a lot of those people just do the whole like online grinding of poker. And that's not really, you know, counting like big poker tournaments or anything that would show like what they make. But oh, we had God. some threads over the years on the OG of people that have, you know, tried their hand at professional poker. And apparently it is a God awful grind. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so, because, you know, the individual numbers are normally so low. You have to put hours in to basically get the uh, any kind of money out of it. That's one, one of the reasons why I was never interested in uh, gambling and poker in general, just because um, you don't really win all that much uh, on it unless you're risking a, a fair amount. And to me, the risk versus rewards have never been you know worth it to me. You know, I play slot machines when I take the wife to the casino because she likes to play slot machines. And I know the odds on that are fucking horrible, but if you win, you you win at least a fair amount of money. We play the progressive shit. Like, uh, you know, we'll do like uh, something that's 50 or 75 cents or a dollar a pull. You know, we try to find the cheapest one we can. Um, and uh, but that has a progressive pot. So so we'll, we'll go in there, drop somewhere between 20, 40, $50 each on, on the slot machines. But we're playing for pots of uh, jackpots of anywhere from four to like $40,000. I mean, four thousand to forty thousand dollars, rather. So while your while your odds are low, you at least you'll win a nice little chunk of change. Um, and gambling poker wise, seem not like that at all. Like blackjack, this, that, no. You have to gam gamble a whole bunch or gamble really significant money to win a lot of money. Yeah, I think technically your best odds in a casino, well, depending on how many decks are in the shoe, are blackjack and craps. Right, exactly. And and you see people playing there for hours and hours and hours. Um, because I imagine, yeah, since your returns are better, you can do that and then hope that you hit lucky a couple times and then on large amounts. It's it to me just too much risk for too little reward. Yeah, so back when I used to gamble, I used to play a ton of blackjack, and that's pretty much how I made my money throughout high school. Is I ended up making a good amount with, you know, like bi-weekly trips up to an Indian casino. Ah, uh, yeah. We, uh, before the, uh, before I married my wife, I'd never even been in a casino, despite the fact that we had several uh, downtown. Um, that just never interested me. And I didn't know anybody else that was interested in, but, and my wife's not bad about it. We go like once or twice a year. We went back in January and we haven't been back since to give you an idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just not our thing. Well, like I said, but it's her thing a little bit. But we don't spend a ton of money on it. I, I just go to make her to make her happy. I could never go again, and I'd be perfectly happy. But I don't mind playing the slot machines because I mentioned at least they're kind of fun. Yeah, um, I'm with, with challenge accepted here. Yeah, like blackjack is the only thing you can get really anywhere close to fifty fifty odds. And there are times that you can get it even a little bit past fifty fifty odds if you play it right and you have even a base level of of understanding about kind of counting cards and not necessarily in like the super literal like movie sense, but just kind of paying attention to kind of the ratio of high versus low cards that have been out. But yeah, it's one of those things. If you grind it and you know what you're doing, you can make some money. But I mean, who really wants to sit at a goddamn casino table for, you know, 16 hours a day? No, no, thank you. Yeah, that's too much of a job. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a big fan of sitting. I do it all day at work. Uh, but yeah, that's too much. Uh, too much indeed. All right. Well, uh, shit. What else do you got, sir? What else do you have, Jay? Come oh, on. okay. Well, huh? well, I, that was that last one was mine. If I if I don't mind pointing out the you know. Um, Let's see. Oh, two brothers and were hospitalized in Southwest Michigan when their sailboat hit a power line. <laughs> <laughs> they Sounds were obviously right for not the, the water. IQ of uh, they Michigan. Were, uh, yeah, yeah, that one I can't defend. <laughs> yeah, the, their mast uh, struck a power line while they were moving it uh, from someplace. Uh, I'm not even sure if they had it on a trailer. They might have just been moving it on a trailer somewhere around their house, as opposed to like moving it from to and from a spot. So, because they had, because apparently it had a mast that was up. So, God, I hope they weren't driving it down the fucking road. I hope they were moving it in their around their yard and, and hit a power line. That's that's really what I hope happened. Because otherwise, they are dumb as a box of fucking rocks. Yeah, I I just don't know how that happens. Like how you could be paying such little attention that something like that that occurs. 
Yeah, I know. I'm scared to death of electricity, uh, which is ironic because uh, <laughs> I have a, supposedly a degree in electronics. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Oh, yes. Uh, after I was unsuccessfully in the army, um, I briefly went to a trade school, like six months. I, when I say briefly, I, I completed the course, but it was a six-month course. Supposedly, I have an associate's degree in electronics, uh, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is an associate's uh, in electronics? I don't know. They, th they told me that was what the, what my equivalent was. <laughs> uh, basically, it was a really poor choice, and it cost me like four or five thousand dollars, which was a lot of money back in like you know ninety one or ninety two or ninety three or whenever the fuck that was. Um, but uh, what I actually learned was TV, VCR, and uh, TV and VCR repair. Basically, uh, supposedly I could repair anything. Uh, they taught all all the basics about uh, electricity and all that good shit, and then based all the electrical parts like capacitors and diodes and all that good shit. Um, and, and then taught you how to open shit up and track down uh, problems in it, you know, and replace the parts, which would have been a great skill like twenty years before that. Um, but the thing is. Uh, Start uh, starting in the '90s and a little before that, uh, manufacturers weren't interested in you repairing their shit. Back in the day, you could send to the manufacturer and ask for a set of blueprints uh, or schematics, rather, and they would send it to you. And then you use that to track down the problems in their product. It's like, okay, it's supposed to, the schematic shows that it's supposed to have a voltage here with a, uh, of this this much, and if, and if it isn't that, that means it has to be one of these parts behind it that are bad, and so on and so forth. Uh, from the day I started uh, learning that trade, manufacturers didn't do that anymore, which meant the trade is going to inherently suck because <laughs> uh, uh, obviously you can't fix shit if you don't have the schematics for it. You don't know what the voltages and other things are supposed to be. So unless you happen to see something fucking burnt out on the board, uh, good luck trying to fix it. Uh, so uh, after I graduated that school, I found out that I had too much technical knowledge to be get at one of the labor jobs or not labor jobs, but like entry level jobs at any kind of electronics place. Because, you know, I actually had somewhat of an education and any place that you, you needed actual an education for, I was woefully unqualified. <laughs> so like six months, to eight months after me trying to get jobs, I kind of gave up on it and moved on to something else. And I can't remember fucking anything from that school nowadays. So... I can't tell you how much of the education was worth in the first place. Yeah, sounds like that education was was well worthwhile. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it was an interesting time in my life. So, um, uh, but we won't go. We'll tell that story for a different day. I was living with my dad briefly. The only time I ever did in my life, uh, at least for most of it, until he kicked me out. And I finished like the last month and a half living in some chick's basement. Yeah, I had a feeling that story was going to go downhill and get sad. Yeah, yeah, we'll tell that on a different day. <laughs> yeah, how about we don't? Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else you got, sir? That was the last, the last two were mine. So, did you hear about the couple in Florida uh, that just happened to find a duffel bag full of cocaine? Just happened to, huh? Uh, tell me more, sir. This, this is something that might interest me. Yeah, so this was, uh, this was actually over the weekend, but a couple just found a duffel bag filled with cocaine. Oh, and obviously they went ahead and turned it in. It was 20 bricks of cocaine. Oh my. So I think the question here is, what would you do if you found a duffel bag full of that much cocaine, especially, you know, if you did any sort of research on it and you would figure out that the value of that is roughly $880,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I know what I would have done younger. That's not even a, uh, if I was like, 25 30 years ago that's not even a question uh and i'd probably be in jail <laughs> now i'd probably turn it in i don't know who would i sell fucking eight hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of cocaine to i don't even i don't even know if i know anybody i <laughs> and trying to find out people to sell that to would probably be a, a a fairly dangerous process at that level yeah see i'm uh I, allegedly i might go the other direction there, Jay. <laughs> well, well, twenty or thirty years ago, I I would at least thought I'd be could be be able to get rid of it fairly easily, uh, uh, as just like anyone else in their twenties that had an adventuresome twenties. Uh, I knew quite a few drug dealers, uh, but now fuck, I don't know who the fuck I'd call and say, "Hey, dude, I've got almost a million dollars worth of cocaine, dude. <laughs> Can you help me get rid of this shit?" Yeah, the, yeah, that's I, not I don't yeah, I don't necessarily think you come out that aggressive out of the gate. I think that's where you do is you break it down to, you know, like 
you know, say it's, you know, 800,000, you figure if you break it down into eight individual things and you're only looking at, you know, a hundred thousand, break that down into 10 more. And then you're looking at something more manageable. I don't so know four you can people that people. I could sell $500 worth of cocaine to. Hey, all you got to do is get introduced to the right people. So all you got to do is go to a high-end club, find the guy that's tripping out on cocaine, and he probably has money, and then you go through him. <laughs> that doesn't sound dangerous and unsafe at all. <laughs> Dude, that's a fucking movie plot. Jesus Christ. I can, I, I can, I can see it in my head. Plot, but it's how it happens. Yeah, that's very true. That's why it's been a movie plot before, I assume. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd be tempted, obviously, if I, especially if I could find a reasonable way to do it. I don't really think much of drug laws. Uh, I understand why they're out there, but for the most part, I assume if the way I think of it is if you're not hurting somebody else, do whatever the fuck you want for your own body. If you want to get yourself fucked up on cocaine or meth or whatever, go for it, dude. That's not my fucking business. People are like, oh, but then they get all fucked up and do crimes. I'm like, yeah, crimes that are already illegal. <laughs> this is, you don't need uh, you don't need extra laws to stop that. They're already it's already an illegal thing. So, like I said, as long as they're not hurting anybody else, you, people should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of along those lines. Like I'm in for like for the most part decriminalizing you know drugs. I think there still needs to be something there that you have to be very very strict around. At that point, like uh, child endangerment laws. Oh, because yeah. if you have parents out there, you know, smacking the meth pipe and being up for six days at a time, and they have kids, like those kids are fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a hard thing to say because you know uh, they could be just as fucked if they were alcoholics or you know or whatever. But uh, I imagine that it would be. Uh, something that you'd have to watch carefully because that could easily get out of control. I imagine yeah, I can't well, argue. Same that thing. We should, we should very much be hard on, you know, anything like that. So like just on those laws wholesale. So if yeah. you do have like raging alcoholics, like it should be the same thing. Like I'm not necessarily proposing that any of those things are worse than the other, but anytime that you're putting a substance over the well being of a child, you should probably be thrown off an overpass. Uh, challenge accepted. It said ice, bro. Ice. I don't know what ice is. It could be a couple different drugs. I assume you're talking Dog about meth. Dog the bounty hunter talking about like meth. Oh on that yeah. Show is always talking about the ice. Right, and you know, and that is the counterpoint to what I just said about how anybody should be able to do anything as long as long as they're not hurting somebody. There are drugs out there that make you go like fucking way to extremes that you wouldn't on other drugs. Like, I don't think anyone's done, like, a string of fucking murders and all kinds of shit that's strung out on alcohol. You know, they might get drunk once and fuck up, but you don't, you don't see, like, a six-day killing spree or some shit like that. Uh, no, you just seen, see them hop in a car and run into a bus full of children. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. There's, you know, different things for different for different ones, and obviously drunk driving is already a, a, a crime, and that's a good one to have out there, obviously. Uh but like meth is like a sort of thing where it seems like you, they might get even more crazier. I don't know, maybe because I've never did meth. But uh, so you're but yeah, saying I guess you still I, want PCP to be illegal? No, I guess not. I, like I said, I guess it, once again, it, it, you're already responsible for everything you do. You don't need to uh, make new laws to uh, get, uh, put people in jail if they commit crimes. You put them in jail. It doesn't really matter why they committed those crimes. I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Let's see. I think I got something. Uh, did you hear a miracle happened in Ohio? No, I did not. What was this supposed miracle? Well, I tell you what, it's a one in 200 million chance. So that's a miracle, right? Right there. That's a miracle. Um, in re in a red lobster in Ohio, they found a rare blue lobster in their lobster tank. Oh, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's mainly right. Mainly on Reddit and things like that. Yeah, the yep. whole blue blue lobster phenomenon. Yep, that's right. It's happened. It happened in Ohio. Here's what the odds of that actually are. It, uh, blue lobsters are so, so rare that they say about only one in two million lobsters is a blue lobster. So, and they say the odds of you catching a blue lobster, since there's only one in two million in the first place, are about one in 200 million. So... That bad boy there is a modern-day miracle, and he almost went on someone's plate. 
but no, actually he didn't. He never made it out to a lobster tank while they were unpacking their lobsters. They saw it and decided they should call like some people <laughs> and it went back and forth between like the Akron zoo at one point and corporate uh, red lobster, which must've been a fun phone call <laughs> talking about whether or not you should donate the lobster from your, from your lo- uh, Akron, Ohio, uh, red lobster to the zoo or not you know i think i'm gonna call bullshit on their probabilities there jay oh really okay i only went by what the article said you know this is so if you think about it one in every two million lobsters is a blue lobster right right Mm -hmm. so that means each lobster that you catch you have an independent probability of one in two million that that lobster is going to be blue Hmm. right so that means uh, yeah. it's a one in two million probability that you get a blue lobster. Yeah, yeah, I realize that, but let me find let me find out where it was. Uh, I found it because they all, they mentioned the one in two million thing. Are, in America, lobsters are blue, so it's a result of a genetic anomaly. Oh shit! But I thought I saw them say something about one in two hundred million of being caught or something. Uh, yeah. They're just, they're trying to do some sort of weird freaking non-freedom unit math there jay uh there you go balag notes that there might only be a one in 200 million chance of capturing a blue american lobster in the wild yeah that doesn't work I know, in I probabilities I, I don't know who who fuck balog is uh let's see let's roll back up and see see who uh, who we get that quote from uh server eric oh akron zoo animal care manager kathleen balog she's the motherfucker that said that shit made me look silly <laughs> but yeah, here's i don't a, think she was taking calculus no now here's the funny part uh, um what the server said was yeah, that it was doing the sorting in the lobsters and getting ready to put them out to the tank was Normally, I would have not known that it was something special, she said. But then she and Laura Jones remi- remembered the name of a prize service hey, award for a long time. He's calling. Pay attention oh, to the lines. I'm looking at the fucking uh, article and reading it. Okay, call back again. I'm sorry. Jay, okay. our listeners are more important than you reading an article about poor probabilities. <laughs> what's up, Tanner? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, I figured you were just doing your whole uh, do-do-do thing over there when you're uh, scrolling on the interwebs. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Uh, that is what I'm doing. Um, but to finish your article, what they said was that uh, the only reason they remembered, uh, realized that it was a special lobster is because there's a, a 30-year service award at Red Lobster called the Blue Lobster Award. So she knew it had to be special. This is why Red Lobster is fucking terrible. Because <laughs> that's the only reason they fucking knew. But, it's but nice to Jay know loves their fruity fucking slushy drinks. Oh yeah, I can't have those anymore. But oh god, I love those things that are delicious. I, I, <laughs> that's half the reason that I want to go on to like a Caribbean vacation or like to an inclusive uh, inclusive resort is just so I can sit on a beach and drink shit like that all day. Fuck my IBS. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might be running to the bathroom every couple hours and, and, and wincing in pain, but you get drunk enough, you don't care about if your stomach hurts anymore, right? I'm still skeptical of your entire IBS thing anyway. If you're complaining yeah, about how your life. stomach is so terrible today and you've eliminated literally everything from your diet, something yeah, else is going on. I don't know. I had a bagel this morning. It says bagels are okay, uh, according to the FODMAP thing, but I don't know. Maybe these bagels are made with something uh, that there is not normal bagels. It is from a specialty bagel shop. But yeah, it sucked since, since then. But it, and it's went away gradually over the course of the day. But my doctor did, did also up my dosage on my last one. I called him up and explained what's going on. He said, "Yeah, take two of that shit instead of one." Huh. <laughs> so how are you doing, Tedder? How's your day going? Oh, I got fucking drama. Uh oh, go for it, sir. I, I got the drama. I, I got drama, guys. Are you guys in the middle of some? I haven't been listening. I've been cooking. I just cooked uh, uh, some uh, New York strips and some mm. peppers on the grill with some asparagus, and my my mm. family's eating. But I got a call from my mom, so <clears throat> I had to vent. Am I am I allowed to vent here, guys? You certainly are. This, this is, is a, a venting this is zone. This is an open venting All right. area. All right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, if you if you guys were riding high, I didn't want to bring you too low because I'm about to bring you. I'm about to bring it down, guys. Oh no. Well, Go considering ahead. Jay was due to doing, like, we weren't doing anything <laughs> that important. Right. Dude, uh, every that. every time he starts looking on the interwebs, I I fucking type in the chat. Do do do. Okay. Shit, dude. 
So, so here's the deal. So mm-hmm. I got, so I have a little brother. All right. He's, um, he's like seven years younger than, than I am. So we weren't necessarily the same generation per se. We didn't go to high school together. You know, we didn't, we didn't go to bars and fight other people together. I mean, he was, he's always been just the little brother. Um, and he had a pretty goddamn good life. He got, um, he's my half brother, but he's my brother. He lived with me his whole life. So I, I don't consider him a half brother. We have different fathers because my mom's been married 35 fucking times. So, yeah. um, he's, so he's my half brother, but he's my, he's my bro, man. Um, little bro. I'm assuming probably he has. Um, and so my mom, just a, a little background, if this is too boring or bullshit or too much drama, let me know, but I needed to vent. No, so my mom, no so it's my mom, time. yeah, right. So, uh, my mom, uh, was married to my father. My father took off, whatever, basically abandoned us. Um, she married another guy and this was my, my younger brother's father, complete alcoholic, drunk, beater, you know, this is shit that I got to see. And I remember he doesn't remember any of this stuff. Um, my older brother who I did grow up with, uh, I think I've went over this before uh, on the podcast before, but, um, when he was, my mom was still married to this guy, my half brother's, um, father, but I had a a brother, a real brother, a hundred percent brother from my father who was older than me. I was the middle kid. Um, so there's three of us. We got Jason, my older brother, who was, uh, two and a half, three years older than me. You got myself, the middle child, and you've got my younger brother who was seven years younger than, than I am six and a half, seven years younger than I am. Um, so in 84, my older brother got hit by a car killed. Um, this is, you know, I, I, no, it's fine. You know, I don't, I'm not trying to make it, I'm really not trying to make it weird. I'm not looking for sympathy. I hate people to look for sympathy and tell their sob stories. I'm not telling this story as a sob story. I'm just giving you a background of where I came from and where this stupid motherfucker's at because he pisses me off. Um, so my, my younger brother, Coulter, who we're going to get into the story about, he, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't remember that. He was, he was months old when my older brother was killed by a car. I mean, I saw him in the hospital. I saw him dead. I, you know, took a spot of blood off his, off his head while he was dead. Um, so I saw that, you know, my mom went on to marry a, another dude that also beat the shit out of her. Um, you know, I remember him flipping over tables in the kitchen, ripping table legs off and fucking beating her with it. Um, this is shit that I saw. My little brother doesn't remember any of this. He was, he was a young kid all through these bad times. Um, and then when he was in first grade, my, my mom finally married a good man. My stepfather now, who's basically the man I, I look up to, you know, I was in eighth grade at the time, so he's not my dad. I never called him dad, but he's, he, if, if, if I could call anybody dad, it's him. This guy is, is a hard worker. He, he owned his own flooring business. He got into real estate, uh, bought a, but he buys old houses and renovates them. Um, cleans them right from, from the jump street, scrapes them and, and, and builds. I mean, the guy is, is so intelligent, but he's a sleeper guy. Cause he's kind of like a, he's an old woodchuck. You'd look at me like this guy's a fucking dumbass, And he's one of the smartest individuals I know. He can do everything from, you know, plumbing, elect, electrician. He can do everything in a house. He can buy a house and gut it and do it all himself. And he's, he's made a, a good living for himself and he's been good to my mother. So my mom got together with him. And when I, when, when my younger brother was in first grade, he also had a son, Tommy, who was in first grade. So those two kids, they had a pretty decent life. I lived through the fucking, the beatings, the domestic abuse, the, you know, my brother dying. I lived through that shit. Those guys didn't see anything. And, um, and that's, you know, it's not a knock on them, but I came through all that shit and I did all right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not balling. I did fucking okay for myself for where I came from. I feel proud of where I'm at. Um, I don't feel, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just under the, the, the I kind of live by the motto. You just got to keep it moving, man. You just got to keep it moving. And that's what I did. I just keep things moving and you know, you just, you fuck up. I fucked up. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm no fucking saint. As you guys have heard me speak on here, you know, I'm no saint. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I kept it moving, man. I did, I did okay. God damn it. Could I do better? Fuck. Yeah, we can all do better, but I did all right. And these two motherfuckers, my, my younger brothers, the stepbrother and my half brother, who's really my real brother, they saw none of the shit that I saw and they're fucking drug addict, 
the, you know, the, the stepbrother is more of a drug addict, drug dealer. You know, he's, he's been to jail multiple fucking times. Um, yeah. Pushing, pushing coke, pushing meth, pushing uh, salts. He did bath salts are a big thing. My brother became a drug addict. He, you know, I've I've actually had to pick him up. He was proned out in his yard by three cops, but they weren't there. They were imaginary. He was proned out, and he thought they were going to shoot him. He was on bath salts. I had to say, get the fuck up, motherfucker. Get in the truck. I had to drive him to the hospital. This was probably five, six years ago. Um, oh, geez. So, so he, he overcame that. And, and don't get me wrong. When I say he has, he did deal with something. So I'll, I'll backtrack. He did hit, he, he had Hodgkin's disease. So he had uh, cancer in, in his, his early, early to mid twenties. So he beat it in, 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 you know, in my opinion, I can't speak as a patient. Jay, you, you had cancer. I don't know mm-hmm. how hard it is. He did do chemotherapy and he did do radiation, but he beat it. He beat it pretty easy. It didn't seem like it affected him too much. But he, you know, so I backtrack. He did go through something. You know, he's he's got to deal with the rest of his life with 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 scans and every six months making getting checks to to see if that shit came back because it always comes back, man. You know, sorry Jay, I don't mean to tell you that, but it always fucking comes back, especially if you know, get it young. You yeah, know, know. Um, so uh, yeah, he so he beat Hodgkins pretty easy, and he's got a decent job. He's held a job for you know the last probably twelve years. You know, he's he's done okay but he always gets these little spells where he just falls it was something goes wrong in his life and he falls back into either meth or basalts or, or what have you so he and his old lady they never get they've never gotten along there are a couple that argues i don't know if you guys know people like that there's couples that just that's what that's the, the relationship they fucking fight constantly and i don't know i i don't know how yeah, people yeah, deal I, with that because i, I before, can't deal yeah. with that yeah, I can't deal with that. I can't mm-hmm. deal with all that drama in my life. I, things need to be smooth in order for me to have a straight head and be smooth. And mm-hmm. if things aren't smooth, I need to remove myself from the situation. That's what I do. They just continue to fight. So finally, they're they're split up. They, within the last month, they split up. And all of a sudden, my little brother's attitude started becoming more erratic. And this is a docile individual. He was a granted, you know, he was a, he was a good athlete. He got bumped up to varsity football as a freshman. You know, he was a pretty decent wrestler. You know, good looking kid. He, you know, he, he, but he's docile. He doesn't fight. He doesn't. You know, he's not controversial. He doesn't have attitudes with people. He's kind of like attitude wise. He's the exact opposite of me because I'm pretty confrontational. And, <laughs> She, like he's he's a docile individual. So all of a sudden, four weeks ago, he just he just flips the script and starts flipping out on my mom about certain shit. At one point, he kicked in the back door and got in her face, screaming at her. She actually thought that he was going to hit her. Um, and she just keeps and, and they have a good relationship. My relationships with my mom is is different than than theirs. He they have a codependent relationship. You know, they he's he's the baby brother, he's mommy's little boy. They go to lunch, they borrow money from each other. It is a, a very sick codependent relationship that mm. those two have. And she'll always make an excuse for him. Oh, it's not Coulter, it's this, it's that, it's whatever. Um so they have a good relationship. Me, on the other hand, I have a decent relationship with my mom. You know, she hangs out. She comes over to barbecues and we'll go camping together and stuff like that. But I'm more guarded. I, in, in to be truthfully honest, um, and I, I'm a pretty honest guy, I, I kind of hold shit in my, in my childhood against her. Why did she stay with the guys that beat her? Why did she subject me to that type of stuff? Um, mm-hmm. I don't throw it in her face unless she comes at me with some bullshit that I have to fucking check her. But, you know, I kind of... I'm guarded when it comes to her. Like, you know, I didn't have to, to deal with that bullshit, but I did. And I kept it moving. I'm good, but I, I don't, I don't forget, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I, you know, that, that shit's always going to be there. Um, so back to, to little bro, you know, what, three, four weeks ago, starts flipping his shit, kicks in the door, fucking threatens my mom, starts, calling her in the middle of the night, bitching her out about stupid stuff. And then he'll bitch her out and say, you, you know, call her, I'll call her all sorts of cunts and bitches and motherfuckers. And next thing you know, he'll say, I don't have any food. Can you bring me food? You know, stuff. And she'll do it. And I'm right. like, I've told her, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You, he obviously is a drug addict. Drug addict. He's, he has, he's, has, he's having issues. You need to stop. You need to stop what you're doing. You need to cut him off. 
And she didn't, and she didn't, and, you know, he would be fine one day, they'd go to lunch. And she'd, of course, so she would buy him drinks, and they'd, you know, they'd drink together at lunch, because he was, he was doing so well, Michael. He, he was just so, he was such a different person. I'm like, yeah, that's what fucking drug addicts do. You've dealt with drug addicts and alcoholic husbands forever, and this is what you do. You allow them to spin you in these circles, in these emotional roller coasters, because that's what you are. You're, you're one of these codependent people and you, I don't know if you like it or that's just how you're wired, but you, you attract these people and you allow them to do what they do, which makes them ultimately worse. So, um, so yeah, so I get a call this morning and this is, it's been a pattern for the last three or four weeks. He'll be fine one day and then he bitches her out or kicks in the door or threatens her or whatever. Um, so I get a call this morning from my stepfather. He says, Mike, I just want to let you know your brother's in the hospital. Uh, he his heart was his heart was racing, and uh, he can't feel his tongue. Just a stupid shit. And I'm like, okay. I go. You realize he's a drug addict, right? He's like, I just thought you should know. I'm like, yeah. Well, I I don't care. He's a fucking drug addict. That's on him, and that's on her for for sponsoring his bullshit. So then mm-hmm. she just calls me. She just called me while I was cooking. That's why I had to take a break and 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 call you guys just because I'm I'm venting. <laughs> I'm yeah, a little too yeah. open and I apologize for that, but no, dude, um, that's fine. That's what we're here for, sir. Um, so she calls me and she's like, ah, oh, I didn't know he was on drugs. I'm like, you, like I was just saying, I give her the spiel and I'm like, you're a dumbass. You need to just fucking, I go, honestly, mom, I said, I probably wouldn't got got wouldn't have gotten as far in life as I've gotten if I didn't just not give a fuck. I said, I don't give a fuck about him. I know he's my brother, but I don't give a fuck right now. In my opinion, he's a fucking scumbag and I don't give a shit. I just don't care. And maybe that's why I got so far because basically <laughs> you turned me into a fucking sociopath for me for, for in order for me to be successful in life. I had to not give a fuck. Because I can't have that shit weighing me down. I got to mm-hmm. keep it moving. So you mm-hmm. turn me into a person that basically, if that fucking guy dies, in my opinion right now, I'm not, I just can't give a fuck. I'm sorry. And that's sad. I'm not bragging about this. I feel bad that I feel this way. Some of you all remember my thread about my, my dad that abandoned me and I found him on uh, via my police scanner and I, yeah, and I yeah. had a reunion with him and he died. And the biggest fucking regret that I had was... I didn't feel bad when he died. I felt nothing. I didn't, I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel mad. I didn't feel like I lost something. I didn't feel like, boy, I missed out on good years. I felt absolutely fucking nothing. And that's how I feel now, which is sad. They're, that's fucked up, guys. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not bragging about this shit. That's fucked up, is it not? Or, or is this completely normal? No, uh, it's not fucked up at all. It's really crazy that you brought this up today because I did something this morning that uh, kind of surprised me. I unfriended my brother from Facebook because I decided I didn't give a fuck about that guy. So yeah. it's unusual well, it's that so, it's unusual that bring that you brought this up today. Yeah, completely. You know, off of the the seriousness of what Jay's talking about there, Tanner. I mean, at least if nothing else, we know that there's not going to be a fourth Mighty Ducks movie. So Emilio, like, it's not really a big loss. <laughs> i like the way you spun that brother yeah Uh, man it's 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 yeah it's it's weird that i and don't get me wrong guys when i when i when i use the term sociopath i i know i'm not a sociopath i love my fucking kids i show much empathy anytime we've gone over that my 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 um issue with when kids get hurt and how emotional i am when kids get hurt i know i'm not a sociopath but there's there's literally people that are close to me, you know, not my kids or my, or my wife at this point, but who knows, maybe later. But there's people literally that are close to me that you do something and, and I don't feel it's right. I could you I could dead you. Not don't don't get me wrong, not kill you, but you, you're dead to me. I don't, I don't need you. If you're not going to if you're not going to be that positive person in my life or you're not going to help me help you or help me if I'm in need, I could straight up dead somebody like you're done. You're done. And I don't care. Um, that to me does not seem normal. I know it's not completely socio- sociopathic behavior, but the fact that I could switch so quick on somebody like that to where you're done, I, I have no use for you. That's, that's bothersome to me. Maybe it shouldn't be, or maybe it should be. I don't know. That's not See, that I don't bad, think dude. that should be a problem. Like I have the same thing that I'm very quick to just check someone <laughs> off the list. 
And I, I feel better for that in the long term. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if, if it's going to hinder, you know, uh, me or my family or weigh me down, how is that positive? And if it's not positive, it's not going to make me a better person. If it's not going to, and don't get me wrong when I say help me, you know, if it's not going to help me, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think the relationship should be one-sided. You should just be there for me. But what I'm saying is if it's not going to help me mentally, emotionally, or if it's going to weigh me down, that's superfluous. It needs to be fucking cut. That's, that's fat that needs to be cut, you know? Well, yeah, yeah it, it makes sense. Really saying, go ahead, Jay. Uh, well, it, it makes sense, really. Caring about someone's heart, it hurts a lot of times. So it's, there's nothing wrong with prioritizing who you want to care for because every relationship is hard. And as I mentioned, it's, it, it's hard to care about somebody when you see them hurt, it hurts you, you know, you worry about them. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing. And you know, you, you're finding out in life that there's people that's not worth that. Yeah. It's just, it, it's really just easier. Yeah. I think where I'm coming from with it, and this could probably be because I'm a meathead and tenor, I think you uh, at a base level are kind of a meathead too. (laughs) If you think about it from like an athletic standpoint or anything else, if you are not a positive influence to the group, you're not part of the group. No, and I know not just doing with personal relationships. It's not necessarily saying that like, if you're not helping me, I don't need you. It's just, if, if you are a negative influence, I don't need you around. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's that's better spoken than 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 how I was phrasing it, you know, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, man, it's just it's yeah, I don't. Well, and, you know, it, I, when I uh, decided to cut off my brother today, he did, hadn't done anything really wrong or nothing. I just woke up in the morning and decided, you know what? I don't need that, dude. Um, I thought I don't know. I don't know why I started thinking about how he uh, ripped off my mom and then tried to get my stepdad stepdad to blame me. And I thought I had let that go. And I woke up this morning and realized I hadn't let that go. The dude's a fucking asshole. Why am I associating with him? And so, that was yeah, exactly. that. Yeah. so Jay, why are you blaming the bagel and not that then for your stomach issue? Oh, uh, cause I don't know. Cause it like, happened. That like, sounds more likely to have fucked with you emotionally. And we know that that flares up your gut rot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, cause I, I cause I don't know how the, the timing on that is like, uh, I don't know, maybe cause uh, the, I, I, I woke up at three 30 and <laughs> And somewhere between three thirty and six o'clock before I left for work, I, uh, oh yeah, I got I got to go in an hour later today. Today, guys, it was fucking awesome. But anyways, but by the time I left uh, left for work, that I went on Facebook and uh, wrote them off. And maybe around eight or nine o'clock, my stomach started hurting. So I don't know if that's uh, I don't know. But the reason I say I don't know is because I don't know how long it would take a, a stress to or something like that to trigger an episode. Somewhere between instantaneous and later. <laughs> Scientifically speaking, yeah. Uh, so I totally understand what you're talking about in some regards. Uh, in others, obviously, uh, I haven't had to go through some of the things that you went through with your brother. Uh, but I do have a brother that's done enough things I just don't want to fucking deal with him anymore. Right. Yeah. Like I said, he hasn't done anything to me per se. But I just, man, I got a, I got a lack of empathy for that guy. I mean, from my point of view growing up in, in, in what I grew up with before he was able to remember everything. And, and <laughs> this is what you've made of your life, dude. Fuck out of here. You know, I saw, I told something to, to my mom. I don't think she appreciated it. Cause I was giving her shit about being, uh, someone, uh, put in the chat enabler. That's exactly what she is. She's an enabler. Um, I said, I said, you know what? He's a fucking bitch, mom. I said, he's a fucking pussy. And I got only one use for pussy in my life. And it's not for having it as a brother. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think she appreciated that too much, but uh, you know that. what? It is, it is what it is, right? Yeah, that is very true. So dude, do you have any happy things to say before we get out of here? Cause I don't really want to send you off being all depressed and shit, dude. Cause you sound oh, like, I'm, you know, I'm, you, know, you sound bummed out. Oh, and I don't like that. Oh, I'm not depressed at all, man. Um, yes, I do have something to say. Um, I, so I've been on keto for a couple of weeks now. I've dropped like 11 pounds and Ryan nice. white claw absolutely fucking sucks. I'm just going <laughs> to let you know there's, there's better seltzers. I've been trying all the seltzers out there and so there's what's your one favorite seltzer. It's called Vizzy is the best fucking one. How do you spell? So that? I think it's V I Z Z Y if I'm correct. 
So if you want to type that and see if you can find it, that's the best one. I'm, I'm, I'm sipping a Smirnoff spiked sparkling seltzer pina colada as I watch gay porn, obviously. Um, and, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and this one isn't bad at all either. And the Corona ones, which are zero carbs, those ones are pretty fucking money too. Oh, wow. So White Claw's at the bottom of the list, huh? Oh, they're, they're my least no, favorite. The, the bottom of the list was that like weird artisan one that's local to Connecticut that I tried. They had the super terrible like clementine passion fruit fucking flavors. That was terrible. Well, I, I had I had one of those as well. It's called Crook and Marker Spiked Sparkling Coconut Apple. It's garbage, dude. Do not oh. get that. And and it's eight dollars and ninety nine cents for a four pack. Fuck that shit. It's garbage. Don't get that. Why the fuck did you buy something that combined apple and coconut in the first place? That doesn't sound good at all. Pineapple and coconut is a. It, it's as good as peanut oh, butter I, and jelly, Jay. I thought you said coconut and apple. No, pineapple oh, and coconut. That's a good oh, okay. combo, brother. Oof. Okay, you scared me there. I was like, that's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> you see that occasionally. Oh, People make weird-ass fucking combos of, uh, of flavors for stuff that really shouldn't be combined. So I thought maybe it was one of those things going on. No, so but... It looks uh, like they only have the variety pack of this Vizzy shit. It's good. So, get the, that's um, Yeah, you got to get that. Yep, I, I will order that. It will be delivered between 10 and 11 a.m. tomorrow. Oh my. Yes, I, I'm call that means I'm calling in tomorrow and we're going to we're going to do a taste tester. So, oh, nice. uh, we'll see how you like it. I am in. It has now been added to my cart. Now I just need to check out yes. and uh yeah, sometime tomorrow, you know, between 10 and 11 a.m., not saying that I would, you know, ever drink during a work day, mm. but I will be taking a nice long lunch. <laughs> oh, so, don't, so don't tomorrow do you can't do them then. Uh, you got you got to do them during the show. You you and Ted are gonna spend the entire hour drinking different ones. It's Friday night. So fuck it. What? Yo, know, goddamn! Dude. I'm buying two variety packs. That's twenty four of them. That better last me until at least you know seven thirty. Okay, I see. I, I, I guess you won't. You yeah. still have different flavors to try. <laughs> so, so tomorrow on the OG Live, we've got the 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 gay buckle short seltzer test off or taste off. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that is something we'll definitely be advertising on the show for the show tomorrow. <laughs> the gay Smirnoff. No, what'd you, what'd you call it again? The gay Smirnoff buckle uh, short uh, taste off. Gay gay buckle short. Uh, seltzer uh taste off yeah that, that'll work <laughs> oh boy i'm looking forward to that i have nothing to contribute to that at all but i'll certainly enjoy the spectacle very nice right, order has been placed we are we are good to go very good oh so who's this challenge access no one said smirnoff lol i'm drinking a smirnoff spiked sparkling seltzer pina colada as we speak sir and it's so absolutely think, marvelous it's decadent yeah. That's why I subliminally, why I subliminally uh, put it into the other thing. Not because I can't speak properly. Yeah, that's never <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, shit, guys. Uh, you guys, anything you want to cover before we get out of here? So I've got I'm, two I'm... things. Nice. Tenor, I, I think I'm yep. actually going to lean on you for the second thing. And it's I've got definitely you. sex. But the first <laughs> thing, just to reiterate, everybody join us tomorrow. For the absolutely not quite straight seltzer suck off <laughs> with Big Dalton and Tenor. And the second thing, Tenor, do the honors. As always, we've got one more thing, and that's fuck all y'all. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at six. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.